Have you started recording? Oh yeah, long time ago. Oh wow. Long time ago. Look at that. Um, he, he's this master of deceit, this guy. Seg- just segue in, you know? Yeah. Can't be, it's, can't be too formal. Um, who are you? Who are you, fam? No, no, no. Who are you? Me? I? Ladies first. Uh, are you what? a feminist? Are you a manist? I'm a feminist, but I... Are you a I feminist? Feel like I'm not like even a feminist. different variations of feminism, so like, I'm not sure like what I'm supposed to say yes or no to. <laughs> so I'm a feminist for sure, my version of it. And if anybody says like this is their version, I'll be like, okay, cool, then I am and I'm not. For you, I'm a feminist for sure. <laughs> I... Editing now. <laughs> <laughs> because of being a woman, I'm actually reluctant to say I'm a feminist because it brings all sorts of connotations. Because mm. if you say I'm a feminist, then men will be like, oh, you're that one. I can't even open the door for you. Yes, you can. And it's yeah. okay. Anyway, do you know who I am? Go Aside on. from being possibly a feminist, not quite sure what I am. I am a queer Janthi founder of the British Blacklist. Mm. I am the co-creator, the leader, the exec producer, the designer, the vocal trainer, structurer of the Circle podcast. You can't design a podcast. Yet. I did design this All podcast. Right, continue. I'm also the designer, creator, co-host of the Your Aunties Could Never podcast and TB Talk, TBB Talks podcast. I am also a drummer, a violinist. Oh, this is new. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I played drums in primary school. Okay. By cool. the way, wow, mid- all those other things. But yeah, yeah, also, yeah. oh, wow. Thank you. Because I'm a drummer inspired by Sheila E. If you don't know who she is, she used to drum with Prince. Um, had one... Year of lessons, and from then I've been a a connoisseur. I'm also a violinist. Um, Again, one year of violin lessons. You know what's actually interesting? I used to play violin, as in I've still. No, you're copying me. I've still got my violin. It's it's broke up now, but I've got a violin. You're actually lying. There's a lot of skills I have, but when is my go? Sorry. Okay, I'm a violinist. I'm a drummer. So basically, I'm a musician. I'm also a singer. Um, I'm a dancer. I'm a hairdresser to the stars only. Don't ask me. Only if you're a celebrity and my daughter, because obviously she's a superstar. I'm a doctor, a pediatric doctor. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank I mean, you. There's a lot here. <laughs> yes, that you didn't know about me. That's guessed. incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a doctor, a pediatric doctor, because my daughter's a nurse and she's a pediatric nurse. So by default, and because I'm her creator, I just become a doctor. Mm. <laughs> and also, I'm a philanthropist, carpenter, mentor, mother, mother Earth. And Leon's biggest, biggest inspiration in life. Leon, who are you? How do I top that? You can't. Um, I am Leon Main. I am a writer, producer. I run a production company called BWNG Limited. I run a network called Insight, which is for above the line creatives in television and film. I work in a drama commissioning team at BBC. I am Don't lie. script editor for Dreaming Whilst Black. Okay. Philanthropist. You're not. An actual carpenter. Never. <laughs> an actual dancer when I can. You, I, we went out the other night. Yeah. Remember, guys, listen to the last episode. And he did not dance once. I did. I actually danced a lot, and you, you did not. A lot, but I danced as well. You did not. Inter- did. Internally, you danced. No, no, no. You just didn't see. You danced it. with your eyes. Yeah, I do. I do it all. I direct. I edit. I definitely edit. Can I add something to my list? No. Go on. I'm a director. Of? A short film called After Effects. Don't, okay, I didn't direct it. I produced it. Oh, so you lied. And a screenwriter. So I'm a screenwriter. Yeah, <laughs> okay, screen- go on. It's not about me, though, fam. <laughs> and we have to introduce our guest. So can we you do, stop we do. taking up time? Sorry, I apologise. Um, what's the last thing I can add before we have to go? I mean, before we have to go. That's Anyway, lovely. Thanks for coming, guys. Painter, decorator. Bro, don't lie. <laughs> what did you paint and what did you decorate? I've painted rooms. I've used Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, special guests in the building, you have seen how we've introduced ourselves. You must match our energy. And please oh, tell the wow. world who you are and what you do. Who, who, who I am and who I want to be. <laughs> so my name is Bennett McGee. Um, I am a producer. I run a company with um, with my friend and fellow producer Dominic Buchanan. A company called Home Team. We yep. uh, specialise in high end TV and feature films yep. and other forms of content yet to be invented. But hopefully, we'll get there first. Um, Claim it. Beyond that, I can only I can only come up with a list of failures: failed drummer, failed bassist, 
failed footballer. Oh wow. Failed diver. Wow. Uh, this is dangerous to admit in a podcast <laughs> about film TV. Definitely failed writer, but I was I was way too young and didn't know what was going on. So I, I when you say I failed, I was just going to say because I feel uh, like that you are a diver. Yeah. Did you dive? I, I, I tried. I got as high as 10 metres, which, if you've been up there, is... is uh, so you're a diver. I mean, I've dived. I'm not... No one pays me to be a diver. But you're a diver. I, I wouldn't necessarily do it... Do you know what? I would do it again. It wouldn't look the way it's probably supposed <laughs> to look. And I might have to go in feet first until I get the courage to go hands I first. I can but. never. And I would never. What, dive? I cannot. Yeah, I'm not really a heights person. I, I, do I can do heights. But I can oh. never... I don't know. I'll be there forever. I, I'm also an eye dancer. I like that one. I don't <laughs> like, you know... You can... In the, right, in the right mood, the right tunes, the right company, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will dance. Yeah. What it looks like... Is in the eye of the beholder. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Welcome, Bennett McGee. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So usually when our guests come, well, we do do our research, we do our due diligence, and we always use like the one hundred percent bulletproof watertight accurate Wikipedia. You don't have a Wikipedia. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that (laughs) because I I read the brief. Why? I I mean, I don't. Is it? Do do people invent their own wiki? Should I have done that? Or I don't know. You I mean, know. why I don't you? Like have... Some people do, and then some people make it for them. Like I'm pretty sure Denzel didn't make his own Wikipedia yeah. page. But the, the the question is for the listeners: Why don't I have one? Why why hasn't someone? <laughs> wow. why hasn't someone out there? You guys are out of order. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure that I warrant a Wikipedia page. Oh, you definitely oh, do. You stop that. You, you stop definitely that. do. Hundred percent. Um. Well, in that in that respect, where do you come from, fam? Where, where, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Which ends <laughs> do you rep? Where did you go to school? What's your heritage? Interesting. Where did you come from? Where did I come from? Cotton Eye so I, I, I came from my mum and dad, who ah. rest their souls are no yes. longer around. Um, my mum was Zambian. My dad was Scottish. Right. Their story, or at least the story of how they got together, is a little bit like the last king of Scotland. Oh, wow. In a, but in a real sense, because that story is all made up and comes from a book that's made up. And my dad's been eternally, uh, 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 eternally pissed off. Oh his, wow! Not really. Because um, of that. So anyway, he lived in Zambia for a while. Met my mum. My uh, two older sisters were born there. They came back to London when it didn't feel like the country was going to be the the same anymore. Mm. Um, and then I was born. That's so lovely. But. Uh-huh. I wasn't. I wasn't actually born in London. I was born in a place called Poole in Dorset because when they left Zambia, my mum was pregnant, and they touched that you could get a flight from Lusaka to Bournemouth back then. Oh, interesting! Okay. Wow! So in, in 1980, you could do that, and then very soon after, I was born, and then for for various reasons, um, we moved to London for my health mainly. I grew up in London. Have you been back to Zambia? Yeah, yeah, we used to go quite a lot as kids. My parents didn't end up staying together, but when, for about four years, we would go once a year. And then um, when they broke up, I went with my mum a couple of times and I went with my dad a couple of times. And yeah, so we went. I've been back with some friends as well. Nice. I was like, it's been a while. When I was in my early 20s, I thought I was my own man. So I was like, I'm going to show you lot the world. That's wonderful. And you're a selfie. I'm a selfie. A selfie. Um, we moved to Clapham South, okay. slash Ballam, oh. then Stockwell, then Battersea, then back to Clapham, then back to Ballam, <laughs> and then I went to uni. So, you were yeah, a proper selfie? Um, yeah. What school did you go to Let me, if you went so to a bad man's school? Two, 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 no, I didn't. Um, I wasn't allowed. Um, so I went, to, I went to a primary school called Honeywell. No. Which, like, no Where was that? Nobody, like, uh, Clapham okay. South somewhere. Mm. Um, I got expelled <gasps> that school. I'm not going to go into that You're school. You're not going to divulge out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, so this was after my parents um, had broken up. Didn't necessarily get along with my mum's boyfriend. At the okay. Time. Um, anyway, all this stuff happened. Got expelled. My, um, I wanted to go where a lot of my friends were going, which is either Chestnut Grove or yes. Bevin. Okay, I was waiting um, for Ernest Bevin. That's where the sexy man went. Yeah, apparently <laughs> Just so. Just let you know. This is how I turned out. Like how I turned out. <laughs> Stop um, it. And then uh, Elliot as well. A lot of my yes. Uh, oh my god. Um, 
but my dad intervened and was like, no fucking way. Uh. There's a school called Emmanuel School. I'm in Ma- yeah. So he was like, you're going there. No, no, I'm not. All of that. Um, also, one, like, it's a very expensive private school. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, well, for one, how is that actually going to happen? Um, so I went on, there was, back in the day, there was a, a, an assisted places scheme. Oh. You had to ace the exams in order to get one of those places. I surprised myself. I, I'm, and, and, and actually speaking honestly, truly, um, it was a turning point and wow. there's a debate in my head. There's a debate with my wife about our kids and about the type of education um, they you know, could possibly have if things go well and, and also where we live. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, I'm like, what is the best thing? But I can, for, for me, going to Emmanuel was a turning point. One in that I did ace those exams mm. and I got a sister place and I was like... Oh shit! I'm amazing. No, yeah. yeah, and there wasn't anything before that would that would, you know, that it was going to indicate that I was going to be wow. that guy, right? Um, and um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a turning point. I have to I have to be honest about it. It was a turning point. It, it gave me confidence that actually um, I could achieve beyond what I thought I could. Incidentally, this mm-hmm. is where the drumming comes into it. So. Did I say failed drummer? You said, you you said, said failed, drummer, we basically. say drummer. Okay, I mean, like, failed. So <laughs> I, met, I met a guy who, I went on a Christian odyssey. It was the funniest a thing what? I ever did. Um, I'm not a Christian. I, 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 I think I'm spiritual. I think I believe in other stuff going on. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's according to... The Bible. The Bible. Mm-hmm. But, um, but at this time, as a very impressionable 11-year-old who went to a school who I didn't know anyone I I, I met a guy who was a rebel (laughs) he had fucking he had a cross in his earring and I was like you can't wear that like he didn't wear it in school but now and again anyway whatever I was like yeah you know me and you we can we can can part we can go anyway he was a drummer I didn't think I would be one of those people walking around Clapham to Balham in the Emmanuel uniform and then also I didn't think my weekends were going to be football and Sunday school I did not see that coming anyway but I tried to play the drums with him and I was rubbish so, so like fill the gap between um, Emmanuel and you deciding that you wanted to be a producer why did you choose that path and was it something that you had always wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it like so many other greats I, I think specifically producing I probably tried a few things and then found that to be the thing that I didn't like I didn't flop at instantly, whereas everything else I, I think I did. Mm. So um, I can remember a, a, a couple of incidents growing up. I can't remember exactly the age, but it was it was too young to be watching these films. Mm. But I started a, uh, a film club at Emmanuel because oh. I was I was I, I loved film, loved film, oh. and, and also what I uh, this is so bad. I'm just like rubbishing my my dad. When we used to hang out, so we didn't live together. He, he worked abroad a lot as well. He would fill time, and that time would be filled with just going to the cinema. And that's, we would go to the cinema for a day. Oh, I mean, maybe not a day, but do you know what I mean? We would, we that's would, cool. We would have lunch, and then we would go and see a film, and then it'd be like, when's the next one? And then it got to a stage where you know, like I think at first he was, you know, we were doing PG. Maybe I can't even remember if twelve existed, but. Like, yeah. Like he was, he was a bit mindful of older f- films that I wasn't old enough to see, and then something happened, and he was like, Fuck this shit. <laughs> "I also need to enjoy this experience." We yeah, just yeah. went, to, we went to see not just like grown up films. We went to see some wild shit. Really, you know, like That's and, and, so cool. and my sister had a similar experience as well. And we, so we became very film literate, and ah. specifically film literate. So like, you know, like I don't know any. 13, 14 year old that saw Baghdad Cafe. I don't even know people know that film. Yeah. We were like watching some crazy stuff, but also taking it to heart, as in like, we wouldn't watch a film, judge it, come out and go, that was rubbish. We'd watch a film and go, oh, isn't it interesting that this? Yeah, and, awesome. that. And, and like, song choice in movies became a big thing. And like, me and my sister would like, you know, we would wait, we, we, we discovered what roles in films were because we're, in the credits, They've all the music's always been at the end. So we're like, nah, wait, I want to see what that oh, song is. Yeah. Oh my god! So we would yeah, wait yeah, yeah, and we'd yeah. go, oh, best boy, what the fuck's that shit? Da, 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 da. Come on, where's the songs? And then we'd find the song and we'd be like, oh, this person. And then we would find, 
musical artist uh, uh, follows not quite the right term for back then. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, totally. like, yeah. So, we, so, so I think we had we had a very eclectic music taste because we were just going oh, this and that and and all of those the films we were watching like we were watching foreign cinema, UK cinema, Americans like everything, and so we were just finding music from around the world and just listening to it and somehow getting hold of it. You know, like we would spend hours in places like HMV and like, you know, mm-hmm. like going, okay, A to Z, this person, we've got the list from the film. Da, da, da. They got it. Oh my God, Jane, they've got it. Just going, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, shit, we were really geeky. Um, no, that that is that's testament, legacy. Like yeah, that's... He did it because he wasn't, anyway. So. Yeah, no, but I get what you're saying. And it's fact, you know, kids, we always argue with our parents, but, you know, I will. No, I'm not shitting on my dad either. But my daddy never took me nowhere to fill in time. I love you, dad. But no, I think that's it's, and it's in hindsight as an adult you can actually. I see it, it came from that. Yeah, from man, that's beautiful. And and, um, and so sorry to go back to that. So the film club thing was, I was going to school. Other than my sister, I had no one to share these things with. Mm. So I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? You're you're going to think you're going to come to see. A, like films because people just like yeah I'll come to this film club because it's something to do at lunchtime the thing was they thought and maybe I tricked them slightly that I would be a decent you know but I went and showed them some crazy stuff I mean <laughs> one thing I showed was, was pornographic without it being like it was just like this is Hungarian cinema and they showed um. penetration so like like, like that. that I got caught on that and oh. then I was like okay <laughs> and they didn't shut me down which is crazy that's interesting crazy that they were just like it. anyway so then I showed the, the, the film I will always remember this because it's not that great a movie the film they shut me down on was Two Days in the Valley Does anyone I haven't remember seen it but I know of it it was like post Tarantino era where everyone was just trying to put two people in a room and be cool yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. Was, I thought it was quite a cool film but so I showed it the thing that they hated was it was just and I played film like you know the TV that you roll in yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. so I did that and I played it loud I'm like this has to be a cinema experience so I thought by shutting the door no one can hear it but there was so so many you know like the, the, yeah the expletives and everything like that um, that's right. what they came in and went okay it's over it's enough another failure on the way um, I didn't become a footballer and that was something I was fairly you know like the I want to believe, and I know everyone says this. I know everyone says this. There's some way. It wasn't even an injury. I mean, it was like they just went no. But <laughs> I got, you know, like I was. Um, so the, I played in Clapham Little Boys League, Clapham Senior Boys League. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, did a, a, a brief period for Dulwich Hamlet, which is like amazing footballers to come for. I used to play with a guy called Sean Davis, who went on to midfielder. Midfielder, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he and I grew up playing football together oh cool um, we went to Fulham trials when we were 15 he got picked and then signed professional for Fulham as wow. a 15 year old then went to Spurs England caps you know my man's gone yeah. to, to incredible heights um, I didn't I didn't get the Fulham trial but I kept trialling I got into Wimbledon I got let go wow. six months later because the way they do it Yes, I'm calling you out, Wimbledon. It was bad. They'd like they would pick like 50 people and then just like get rid. Whereas oh. places like Spurs, uh, Fulham, and Arsenal would like hand pick the best that they thought could get through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was quite heartbreaking. Um, wasn't going to happen. I didn't have the perseverance, tenacity to keep that going. So when I got to uni, Cheltenham and Gloucester, I switched up and did history. Um, to be honest, my university years I spent promoting garage. It was at the time, so this was '98. A lot of my friends had started to do like little raves and little things, and uh, I got involved and started a night uh, called Uncontrolled Substance at this in the middle of Cheltenham. There's this white mansion that's a club, oh. and it's a Punanar. I didn't know it was Punanar, and I didn't, that name didn't mean anything to me. But I was like, if I'm going to launch something, it's going to be in the beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I walked in with me and a friend and a business plan that we'd written by hand oh and we'd already God. gone around the local businesses and said look we're going to launch a new night can we can we have like an hour where people can say they're coming to our night maybe we'll, they'll have to provide a ticket or something like that can you give them like a deal and actually it was so easy we got so many people in and, and when you're students in a student town yeah of course. Like, they kind of work yeah. so I was like oh this is good and, we, and then we went and we took it to um uh the the guy who ran the club and said this is it do you have a night? And he was like, Tuesday? I was like, oh, Tuesday's a bit dry, but we're all students, who cares? Yeah. Um, and we launched it, and it was queues around the block. And I was like, wow, wow. they are here too. And and we filled it. When I look back, the people that we had through the door, so like, we had luck and neat at the height. Oh my of God. Their thing, height of their thing. And we didn't 
we weren't able to pay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know what rates they were getting, but we were like, look, this is what we pay. We'll give you a little bit more and free drinks. This is why we wanted to talk to you, Bennett. Yeah. Can I say, what's your favourite garage tune? What is my favourite garage tune? If you can. Yeah, favourite garage. I'll have to come back to you. Mine's I'm feeling high. We can get down. And I, f- I think I'm feeling high. And Gabriel. I'm Ooh. feeling high gets me like that's. You don't know because you uh, don't know tunes. You don't know garage. You're going to say flowers or some, <laughs> not that, <laughs> would, not dissing flowers, like but class of the garage tune. Um, battle. It is a bad. Okay. It is a yeah. It's a bad boy tune. Yeah, it's a bad boy tune. Yeah. You yeah. saved yourself. Okay, so that's the you know, creating clubs and stuff. That's kind of a producer's starting into the producer realm. Um, but your projects now. In the in, in the today, I kind of um, lean towards closed stories that leave an audience in thoughts afterwards, whether it be a short feature or documentary. So we've you talked about when when you fell in love with film. Are there any plans to move into more episodic territory? We we have plans to move into episodic territory. <laughs> episodic territory. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think um, it is definitely led by the creative and the space to expand worlds and to really drill into how you can uh, tell a character's journey in more than 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, I, I love films and, and, and you know, grew up with film, will always make films. I'll always, always, always be a film producer. And if someone put a gun to my head and said, TV or film, that's a very, very difficult choice. But my mm. my starting place would be like, can I give up film? I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I love TV. I'm not across TV in the way that I uh, used to be across film, because there's just so much. But I think I think I think there are some incredible um, opportunities to tell stories that actually don't really really work for film. So yes. So yeah, obviously you mentioned Home Team, which is the production company that you started with Dominic in 2020. Yes. Um, but that this isn't like your first foray together because you. Work together on "Give Me the Loot." Uh, that 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 flatters me. Um, <laughs> that's that's Dominic's film. Uh, it's it's a beautiful film. It, it came about because so Dominic and I have known each other for let's say fifteen or sixteen years, mm-hmm. um, and and through film, like he was working for uh, Universal um, Pictures in the I think it was in the distribution. Um, team mm-hmm. uh, company um, and I was working I was an intern at Working Title and back then they occupied the same building in, in Oxford House and I think that's where we crossed paths Okay, um, we just instantly latched onto each other, became friends you know, conspired Dominic's a very um, he's very unassuming yes. is that the right word? Um, but when you get to know him like he's a wicked guy but also there's this searing intelligence yeah. the way he um the way he has been able to go from step to step to step and you know occupy positions within companies um and and succeed there and also produce and I wouldn't say on the side I think he's done them sort of like one after the other in that way is 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 actually really really inspiring mm. um and so to be someone who he won't allow me this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Someone who has been able to be on his coattails and be close to him and the rest of it. Yes. We've just always chatted. We've always conspired. We've always been there for each other. Um, what's interesting is I think we had so, we've had so many conversations about everything, about um, not just film and our aspirations and ambitions, um, but also what we want to achieve our, our worldview, who we are as people, you know, mm. discovering because it wasn't instantly instantly that we discovered, you know, we were both himself and Dominic mm. grew up in Battersea. We both at one point in our lives, so a three year period for, for my life, lived in an estate that had seven blocks in a row and he was on the very last one and I was on the penultimate last one. Oh wow. And it was just like that thing. And wow. um so it's just mad. So we, we just had all of these things and then it wasn't it wasn't really until Dominic had produced and done all these things um, to incredible acclaim um, and off the back of, you know, End of the Fucking World. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd done my things that we were in a position where, you know, a few people were coming for us and saying, yeah. you know, are you interested in doing this and that? And then we realised the same people were talking, we were talking to the same people. Right. Um, and that is just a part and parcel of our communication with each other. So. I can't remember which way round it is, but it was a voice note or a voicemail or something where it was like, 
give me a call. I've had an interesting meeting today. Mm. And um, we knew what that was. We knew that it must be this thing because that's the only new thing that was going mm-hmm. on in our mm-hmm. lives that we hadn't shared. And then very, very quickly, we're like, wait a minute, should we be talking about what a company run by us looks like? Mm. And that conversation was very, was very much um, about... And it was so operational because actually in terms of the DNA of the company and what we wanted to do and how talent-driven we were and the space we wanted to create for for for, for people like us, that like we'd said all of that. Yeah. So it was you know it was like we know what our mission mission is, but actually how do we present this the operational side of it and that's yeah. that discussion and, and we did that very very quickly. So like, you know, when when your uh, production company launched, you know, it, um, it was everywhere literally it started off with like the type of projects that are on your slate and yet i don't have a wiki page <laughs> yeah you don't have a wiki page exactly fast forward to 2022 um what type of projects do you guys gravitate towards the the way we approach projects and finding projects is, is through talent that like we're it's not that we're trying to find a particular story or, mm. or genre or anything like that there are just filmmakers that we really like and in fact um um i can say this because we've told a lot of people this the, one of the exercises that we um, that we did when we were talking about what a company run by us would, would look like, it's like, who do you want to work with? Mm. And we just exchanged a list and we didn't put a number on it, which is an interesting thing itself, that we both came up with almost the exact same number. And there was so much, I would say 75% of the people that we put down uh, were the same. And then the other 25% on each other's list were like, oh, of course, you know, just wasn't thinking about that person or I oh, tell me more because I don't know this person then yeah. you dig and you go oh shit yeah this person sounds exciting so we do that and then we just have um really excited exploratory conversations with talent and see what they want to do and then you know it's not just uh uh okay what do you want to do and we'll do it it's we have to get excited as well so some of those conversations take a while and explore a few ideas mm. some of those conversations are quite instant and that mostly with people that we um, uh, have been pursuing for a while so I won't give too much away here because it hasn't been announced but there are a lot of filmmakers that we both independently have been pursuing and so actually before we formed Home Team we said look we're coming together um, and um, I think it was exciting for those people because they were like oh great I don't have to choose between come to Home Team Um but that, 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 that fulfillment was, was amazing. So we had conversations with people. And, and already you know, actually, when they give you the gift of one of their ideas, you go, okay, that's the one. And also some of these people are very, very serious. And I'm not to say that we didn't, you know, or, or rather in positions where it's like, this is the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and we're excited. It's quite easy. And we try mm. not to make, try not to overcomplicate decision making it's yeah. either are you excited yes okay this is a great opportunity mm. let's do it let's get in so you've mentioned that you don't have a wiki and I'm going to get real auntie on you Bennett okay why I, 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 what no wait <laughs> I haven't finished I said I'm going to get auntie auntie's lecture for ages have more water protect your oh, thank you. Thank you. you're going to answer me properly now I'm going to put it to you guys why do you not have a digital footprint oh where yeah. you know writers are screaming for black led companies that they can work with as one of the most exciting ones prolific ones there isn't anywhere to contact you visibly is that <clears> by design good that's good so the the honest truth is that we feel the way that we look for talent and are visible is there and, yeah. and is available for people to, to to contact us. I don't think it takes too much digging to probably find my personal details all over the internet, possibly the same for Dominic. Um, this isn't a big announcement, but we now do have a website. <gasps> it's, <gasps> dun, it's, dun, dun. It's, it's in its, like... Uh, what do you call it? Like, not going to lie to you. prototype. It's a, it's a very big announcement. <laughs> is it? It's a big I mean, announcement. Yes. Announcement. Yeah, we've, we've had other pressure, let's say, to, to also have that. To be visible. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if, if I'm really, really honest, I think, and, and maybe maybe this is because I've been in this game too long and I'm not necessarily um, as proactive in terms of being online and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But, um, we don't find it's hindered us. Yeah. And um, in some cases, it's filtered things for us. Yes. Like, you want to find us work for yeah. a little bit. Of course. Maybe that's, that's not quite the right no. way of putting it. I'm making myself... That is the right way but. of putting it. Because sometimes I think we get caught up in the whole... You've got to be 
visible. Mm. And like, there are a lot of people out there working without doing a lick of shit on, so on digital, as it were. However, it's just more like, I guess, we're in that other side of things where people mm. are like, we're just trying to find mm-hmm. some black folks mm-hmm. that get asked. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not you're, you're telling a black story or not, it's just the beacons yeah, and yeah. the icons, yeah. which is pressure and protect yourself because the digital world is nuts but thank you very much for announcing they've got a website coming guys (laughs) (laughs) so it is ad time i've got to try and find a theme song yeah but i thought i'm doing it oh right okay do you want them to sponsor us all okay (laughs) i feel like that's freaking bars or beats (laughs) Alright, so this is our advert. We are being sponsored by Soho Works. Soho Works. So Soho Works is Soho House's co-working space. With sites across London, New York and LA, it's the perfect place for the travelling professional to work. Membership grants you access to all their global sites where podcast equipment, meeting and screening rooms are available for hire. To view locations and apply, visit www.sohohouse.com forward slash membership forward slash works that's www.sohohouse.com forward slash membership forward slash works and then you can do your outro song if you want i will cut that and record over it soho works it's the place to be if you want to work in soho or a studio to effectively let you do what you want um, we hear like idealistic stories, mm. you know, of like Netflix, for example, giving creators leeway to create, or or direct examples like Donald Glover just, be, you know, being handed the baton by FX to produce whatever he needs to. Mm. Like, from your experience, what do you need to do to convince the machine to let you make a project hassle-free, or is, or is that a myth? I think it's I think it's a myth. I'd like so so to talk on two levels. Um, you know, like how hard is it? I think I think. If you've got a great idea, great talent, and they can execute that in a great way, then do you know what? That's that's how the door opens. Mm. Um, I will say, look, it's it's the stories and the perspective that we're telling telling those stories from. I think sometimes people have a default, mm. and also have uh, you know tried to cram our stories into small spaces, mm. and and so I think it always feels like there's added layers of having to of, of having to convince people that this is you know there's value in some of these stories there's value in some of these filmmakers that you might not have worked with before and um so i think that that still remains something that we push but we're, we're not trying to convince people that um aren't already open mm-hmm. and aren't already receptive or don't see the value it's just mm. like look we're going to find the champions and and actually i think that goes back to what we have both done in our film careers anyway we've always tried to find those people who get excited by the stories that we want to tell and, mm. and the filmmakers you know and you can and you can really sense it in those first com- first conversations if you say you know like we're working with this person and this is the story and um again i won't reveal details but we have commissions because those commissioners have gone you know like in one instance oh my god I've wanted to work with that person for some time yeah. they are incredibly talented um, what's the idea and then you know you're <laughs> yeah. already like oh it's this and it's like oh that's brilliant yeah, you know, yeah, but they're yeah. already going that way Right. other people you know in the world of Zoom that we live in you can sort of see them go okay you know like do the like Who's looking them up and, yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. yeah you don't know who we're talking about mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to go and do so like get, you know they, they have to do so much to get to the place that we are mm. um and and part of that, you know, like it's a, I feel conflicted because partly I get frustrated by that and then you have to take a step back and go, okay, just because they don't know doesn't mean that we should it, just go, fuck mm, that. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, do you know what? Here's the work. Here's the thing we're going to make. We're going to hand it on a plate. Mm. Here's, the, here's the work that we see that we get really excited by. Let's see if you do. And here's the idea to accompany that filmmaker that we're really excited by. Film. I say filmmaker, I mean TV and film. Yeah, yeah sure. It was announced this week that Cineworld Group, the second largest cinema franchise in the world as far for bankruptcy. Um, as a contributor and lover of film, how scary or tasking is it making projects in this era? Do you believe cinema can make a comeback? And how do you compete against Marvel? Marvel. 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 Um, I, I, I don't have the 
solutions but i do believe in the power cinema i do believe in like i I also think a lot of things are cyclical i don't know Mm. so so a place that i'm not sure if i begin here but it definitely informs part of my thinking is what are my habits um I love to go to the cinema. Mm. I don't go often enough finding the time and the rest of it. But when I'm there, it's like church. I love it. Yeah. Um, and when you see a good film, it's unbeatable. And there's a kind of, there's an immediacy, there's an urgency. There's a, and, and I still think so many people love that. Mm. And I think people will return. Um, I think what has changed is um, everyone is, is, is loving the easy watch. And when I say easy watch, I don't just mean like lazy TV. Yeah. I mean the... If you've got a whole series ahead of you, that's you get to a certain age in your life where you go, I just want to know what I'm watching. Yeah. Right. And, and that is a thing. I think, you know, certainly my own habits, um, I used to come home and be like, right, what film am I going to watch? Yeah. How deep am I going to dig? Am I going to, you know, I don't know if you guys did this, but back in the day when Blockbuster used to exist, I didn't walk in knowing, and I didn't, I just like, yeah, the one to 10 charts, whatever, I don't give a shit. I am going A to Z. Yes. And I'm going to find that thing. Yeah. And then, you know, when HMV was there and you and they did the like five for 20 pound or whatever yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, like, I'm just going to find stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to buy a DVD. I don't know if people do this in it. I want to buy a DVD that I know nothing about. I'm just going to read the back and go, yeah, I'm yeah, in. let's get that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm not saying that. Like, so th- those habits are gone and, and those institutions don't exist anymore but I think I'm feeling myself wanting to watch more movies at home because I'm like oh my god the commitment for long TV unless it's incredible yeah. da, da. so I, I think I think things change I think um, I think there are still incredible filmmakers still, I think people will always gravitate to it I don't think cinema is over. I just think we've gone through some crazy stuff with COVID. Mm-hmm. Of course, cinemas are the ones that have taken a battering because people aren't going there because they don't want to be in a room with other people who Disease. they don't know to have COVID or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, that's going to be the case. But I think I think it is going to come back. I do. I, I, I'm sad. Um, Cineworld, you know, I've, I've had, I've, I've, I've been in and out of memberships of Cineworld and there's a local one to me and um, you know like the demise of it but I, you know it, it's it's a very sad thing yeah. I'm, I'm also not trying to underplay the challenges and also not trying to sound like a guru who knows a thing or two um, but I, I think people will want to watch movies for all time Coming back to your journey um, you produced the heavily awarded and critically acclaimed Mogul Mowgli, starring a queer's imaginary boyfriend, um, Riz Ahmed. I love him, what? and just him. I love everybody, but I love Riz Ahmed. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, she likes, loved him for years. Um, one day. And he's married. Don't call me a home record on I, podcast. I, I forgot, I never knew. <laughs> um, Not that Riz even fancy. Would you like regard this project as um, a, a defining moment in your career? Um, and what was your experience like working with Riz? Um, uh, yeah, 100% defining moment. Um, I think, uh, you know, you, you dream of um, accolades and the reception that a film that you make, mm. you know, um, gets. And, and this was one of those moments where it was like, you know, from the minute we launched it at Berlin, you could feel there was a, there was, there was a love for it. Mm. Um, you know, we won a prize there and, and obviously it got BAFTA nominated as well. And um, and then you also get personal messages and things like that and you're like, oh, oh shit, that's happening. Yeah. And where were you on my other films? Is that saying? You know, like, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like 100% like to, 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 to be involved in something that, um, you know, like it's, it's too throwaway a sentence to say that you know everyone puts their blood, sweat, and tears into because yeah. you because you do that every time, um, or certainly the the people I've worked with do. So to do that and then for it to come out the other end and actually you know kind of people go, we love your movie. That mm. was incredible. Um, yeah, like is 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 a hundred percent a feeling that I want again has inspired me to kind of go okay that that on paper was not an obvious film, despite the fact that we got to work with. Um, you know Riz who at that time you know like that felt like the height of where he is and, yeah, and now yeah. he's like even, even you know, going higher and higher yeah. and higher um, to, to, to talk about um, him and, and I want to talk about Basam a little bit as well yeah. in, in that because um, uh, it was it was 
Thomas Bensky at Pulse, in fact it was Marissa Clifford at Pulse that introduced me to their world and that project um, and it wasn't you know like they will they will allow me I think to say this but it wasn't even half assembled when it came my way mm. but it was there there was mm. enough for me to go oh shit this project many other things but this project that's about um, inherited trauma mm. this is something that I haven't really given a lot of thought to in the way that they've described it and, and talking about their own experiences you know Riz from a British point of view but some from an American point of view yeah. it's like oh shit you've actually made something so specific and universal that thing that we're all trying to do um, and also you know like Bassam had directed co-directed a documentary feature but you saw the filmmaker in him and you saw some of the things that he really wanted to say and really care about and that combination of Riz this world that they wanted this world and story they wanted to tell in Bassam I was just like okay I'm in and my way is I want to kind of understand how people have got to this journey individually. Mm. So I was like, can I can I have my moment of everyone separately, but not in the crowd? I don't want to just be put in a room and have to kind of go, okay, what are we talking about? Mm. Um, and so I had a conversation with Bassam, and very very quickly, you know, it was one of those it was one of those beautiful conversations that was like, we ran out of time because it was like, you know, you allot an hour or whatever it is to it, and then you just end up chatting yeah. and you go off and you do that and he's like oh shit man I've got, got to go and feed my kids and yeah. you know like all of this and it's like okay to be continued he's like go and chat to Riz as far as I'm concerned you are a guy and then you have a conversation with Riz um, and Riz you know like look he's, 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 he's in a position so I think he um, I felt like oh shit he doesn't know me from anyone I think there's enough people in our circles that hopefully he could pick up a call, uh, pick up a phone call, uh, pick up a phone and make a call and say, "This guy is he for real?" Da, da, da. But we had a similar conversation um, that was very much about where he like wasn't wasn't so much about the film, but it was like what he wanted to do with the film, mm. what, he would rep- what he wanted the film to represent. He did he did this thing where he's able to perform like three or four versions of the film it was mad to see like mm. it made me really nervous at first when i'm like watching and i'm just like this is so different mm. like, this isn't going to work and then as you go on you realize oh shit this guy is holding on to this version of the character this version of the character and this version of the character and basically giving us an incredible wow. opportunity range. to yeah range to to do all that so you're now in post-production for dion edwards a circle alumni's debut feature pretty red dress could you tell us a bit about the project and what we can expect from it. Um, and why was it a yes for you as well? It's, it's the story of a couple who are recently um, uh, reunited because the guy has spent some time inside and he's coming out mm. trying to, um, you know, turn a new leaf, lead a different life. But there is something from his past, there is something inside of him, uh, 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 as a, as there's there's something that he can't let go of, and it's his journey of like embracing that, um, understanding that, being the person that he wants to be, which is multifaceted, and not, or leave it at that. So what I will talk about is why I wanted to get involved in the project because this is a a social media ish story. So uh, Dion Edwards is someone that I've wanted to work with for a very long time. Mm. I saw her. I don't know if it was her first short, but there were two shorts before Pretty Red Dress. Uh, we Love Moses? We Love Moses was one of them. And I saw the first one. I DM'd her and said, just seen your film. I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm an independent producer. I'd love to chat to mm-hmm. you sometime about, you know, like, what, what else you want to do? She was like, thank you. That's very kind. Um, I'm about to do my second film. You know, da, da, da. And I was like, okay, just a gentle palm off. Um, she did her second short about a year or maybe two years later. I messaged her again and said, hi, I saw your second short. <laughs> Big fan of your first. You may remember me from the guy who emailed you, pre- you know, or DM'd you previously. Anyway, I think this is fantastic. And you know, let me know if you are around mm. and, and want to chat. Because I run a company with Georgia Goggin, a producer. I have a producer. Mm. Um, you know, like maybe you want to talk to her and I was like okay get the message but I was like hi Georgia you and Dion da, da, da. Georgia's like yeah let's have a cup of tea oh, let's talk many roads led to each other Georgia that film was uh, funded by BBC and BFI um, and also Great Point Media all of whom I've worked with before mm. so when she 
like we, we'd been talking just sort of unofficially about the project I'd read it I really really loved it I'd met Dion um, she was happy for me to kind of float around but in an unofficial capacity um, and then actually when BBC and BFI and Great Point were sort of going okay it's a first time filmmaker they all came to the same conclusion that Georgia was presenting to them which is let's bring Bennett in officially as a EP so that's how I got involved okay. nice. um, which is very nice it, it happened to be at the same time as I was producing Mogul because I do remember one conversation on set where Eva said do you know about a filmmaker called Dion Edwards because we really want to work with her on Pretty Red Dress and I was like oh funny you should say that because but I was like you need to have that conversation with Georgia wow, okay. respectfully it's not my decision alright so going into a dark section now I say dark it's not that dark it's not that dark um, what is the worst no you've ever had I mean like every time someone says no to a project is quite painful anyway because mm. you know you don't just meet someone they've got a ready-made thing and then you go out you you know you put some time in absolutely yeah. um you know um and and of course you're careful not to make any guarantees or over promise and the rest of it but it's still painful when you strike out mm. um i can't think of and i don't think it's probably appropriate for me to <laughs> um to say uh yeah and you know like has there been has there been stuff I've been... Oh, do you know what's... Actually, do you know what is funny? Um, so I didn't get the end of the fucking world job. I, I, I got interviewed as a producer on that. Really? To be quite candid, they shouldn't have taken me. <laughs> and, and also, I was like, I was, I was convic- conflicted, um, but I got the call and was like, okay, yeah, I'll come and chat. Um, I was about to do Mogul, so I'm not entirely sure if it would have exactly worked out I can't remember how much crossover there was but um, yeah they didn't call me back what's been the most rewarding yes my first film was a film called Versus Um, my first narrative feature was a film called Versus Mm -hmm. and it was me Ed Lilly who's the co-writer and director of that film um, and the co-writer Daniel Hayes and basically we're all first timers Mm. Um, and I'm not going to pretend that I didn't know what I was doing because I had an idea but whether we were going to pull that off or not you know like they put so much faith into me and worked so hard um, and so that was such a there was a moment where um, we sent the script out and everyone we sent it to and we, you know you tried to be selective it's not just like okay let's just put it out there mm. everyone said this is really great come chat to us um, I won't say how those other conversations went. They were all very positive. Some people took their time. Da, da, da. But when we went to see BBC Film, BBC Films, as they were back then, um, who were, to be honest, not the kind of obvious candidate yeah. for a rap battle yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but we went into the room and Beth Pattinson and Christine Langan said yes in the room oh, and said, wow. how much... What's, what, what do you see the budget as? And I came up with some stupid figure. Not stupid figure, like too high. I came up with this figure. It was in like, you know... I, Three I, pounds. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I did the thing of like, oh shit, if I yeah. ask for too much, they're going to say no. Like, oh, And it's like, what I know, now know is like, it's all, if they want to do it, they want to do it and you'll find that price point. But, you know, not knowing. So I said uh, a smaller number and I'm like, okay, great. We'll, we'll, we'll probably come in for half. And I was like, wow. holy shit, we've just sat down, you know, what we thought was an exploratory conversation and I've come out with half the budget. I had to backtrack because I was like, let me be honest about the thing that I said in the room because I don't know that I can produce it for that. And they're like, phew, thank you for saying that because we were really nervous when you said that figure. And I was like, holy shit. And they were like, so what are you thinking? And I was like, this number? And I'm not joking, it almost doubled. As in like what I said was almost double. And they were like, okay, that's more realistic. Great. And I was like, so you're still doing half? And they were like, "Mm, yeah, thereabouts. And I was like, Okay, great. I get oh, to tell Ed that we've got even more and they're still doing half. So that was that was a moment. What's a film or TV show that you wished was a Bennett McGee production? Oh, man. How did I not see that question coming and think about it? <laughs> um, Soundtracked by your favourite garage tree. Soundtrack. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. This is just going to sound... What's it going to sound like? It's going to sound uh, saccharine and because Dominic produced it but end of the fucking world is seminal and it's so okay. good and yeah um, you know he will testify because when before so season one was dropped on 4od and um really truthfully it it was netflix that made a noise yeah and then it became the show absolutely yeah. but i do remember 
Um, and you know, like, of course, you're going to support all all of your um, friends and 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 people you work with and close colleagues and all the rest of it. So you're gonna you're gonna be there. But I remember because they dropped it all at once, mm. and I remember burning through that show. And I don't think I waited till the end. And I normally check myself because you don't want to go like you don't want to be halfway through something. Go, oh my god, this is yeah, this yeah. is the <laughs> best TV ever. But I said that to Dominic, and he was like, "Wait to the end." And I was like, "No, nah. <laughs> so Dominic like, as well." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "But no, this is this is great." And you know, and and I'm I'm glad I'm not you know, you know, this is at the time and there were records unless he's deleted them. Um, <laughs> you know, like this was at the time it dropped and and all that. So so definitely, you know, I'd love to be, I would love to have been involved in something like that that changed the landscape of what you could do with British TV. Um, yeah. What are you watching at the moment? What am I watching at the moment? Latest, latest Atlanta. Okay. Um, revisiting Ozark, which is an incre- like, incredible TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie, just did the last Love Island. Shame um, on you, Bennett. Shame on me. It's all right, it happens. No, it doesn't. Not it in does. my world, mate. Yes. Yeah. You lot are going to blame your wives, aren't you? 100%. Although, like, yeah. Yeah. But she knows. She knows the <laughs> truth. Um, but look, I stayed, so, you know, that's on me. I really enjoyed the, so the last, so the last, everywhere. Everything, Everything all at once. All at once. Yeah, 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 I really, that, really enjoyed that. That was cool. Okay. So, there is a picture of you, Bennett, right? And it is in black and white. You're looking pensive in this picture. Is this, what is, where, is this on the internet? Just it probably go is. with it. It has your name bottom right hand corner and then just above it is a quote what is that quote what's the quote that defines you what's the quote that you live by or you just find interesting that is going to be the name of this episode as well so, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, I don't know you know I don't I don't I, I, I think I think there are no rules so there isn't That's anything yeah there are no rules Name this movie show, TV film quiz show thing. The the best game you're ever going to play in your whole damn life. Okay. There's five rounds. It's intense. It'll test your uh, mental stress. Okay. Mental prowess, I should say, not stress. Um, You got it right at first, though. Shut your mouth. (laughs) It's called Name This TV Show Movie Thing Quiz Game. Oh, yeah, okay. Thing. Okay. Copyright TM. So, basically, you're going to name either a TV show or a film. Yeah. I'm going to give you clues and you're going to guess it. Your theme, obviously, is films with rap and music as the theme. There are rules. Um, Clue one, I'll give you odd words from the title. This is worth a maximum of four points. If I feel the title is a bit too easy to give you words from, I will give you syllables. Okay. Right. Clue two, I'll give you how many words are in the title. Okay. That's worth three points. Clue three, I'll give you one word to describe the project worth two points. Okay. Clue four, I'll give you a description of one of the characters to hopefully get you over the line to bloody guess the thing. You can phone a friend who is that guy, the traitor, okay. who good. tends to give you the fucking answer, which stresses me the hell out. Perfect. You must call him before clue four. Okay. I think I'm going to implement that as a new rule. Because people can't just be calling at Clue clue 4. All right, cool. So your first project, the clue, it's a syllable, the. There you go. I I made it easy. It could be embarrassing if it's my own stuff and I don't get it right. (laughs) I mean, it happens. Next one. Michael Mowgli. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The first clue that you're getting is the word and. The word and. That's in the title? Yes. Uh, Life and lyrics? No. Well done, but no. And these are all sort of music-orientated poems? Absolutely. Yeah. Two, two, please. Um, there are three words in the title. Uh, hustle and flow. Oh, my God. Wow. Project three. Project three. So you, these are syllables, two syllables. No, re. It's also very... I think that's super easy. And the way Ben is moving, I feel like no, he's going to get it. No, re. Mm. Mm-hmm. Second clue, please. One word in the title... Four syllables. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm blanking. It so happens. Third, third clue you can't please. be great all the time. Third Damn. clue. 
this is my this is my most crushing moment. <laughs> Third clue um, was is it something this? Is Just it, say it. Okay, huge. No, I don't know. Can I find a friend? Is that do I can I do that? Yeah, now? you can call that now. Listen, friend, friend yeah, be friend. careful, you know. Hmm? Be careful with your clues. So, uh, what kind of clue I have to? Sky is the limit. Not bad. This is a decent-ish clue. I'm mean, like, it's it'll throw, it'll throw um. That's enough now. Oh shit, notorious. Oh there my god! Go. <laughs> First clue of a. Uh. You're gonna get it anyway. Of a. Uh. No, sorry, next one. Five words in the title. No. Uh, next clue, please. Parody. <laughs> That's not helped me. Um, damn it! How many? I got my. If I use my phone, friend, no, you I can, can phone another. Phone. This guy is gonna be useless on this. Cool. Um. Look at what I'm wearing. You chief. Okay. That's a good clue. There's a good clue. There's a good clue. I feel like if... But I don't know if... Maybe, I don't know. I've never heard of it before. It's a good clue. Yeah, it's, it's an a, ironic it's a clue. clue. It's a good yeah. clue. Of a five words parody what that boy is wearing. Do you want the final clue? Yes, please. Yeah. A dude courts controversy in order to be a successful rapper. Fear of a black hat. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got that. Uh, Fair enough. Never heard Fair of enough. Final project. <laughs> so this is a syllable. <laughs> Glee. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, next one. The, 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 oh. the, the number of words. Two well. words in the title, four syllables. <clears throat> Damn. <laughs> this is going to annoy you. This is already annoying me. No, I don't know. That's, that's... Ooh, clue free. Uh, clue free, please. Identity. You can't find a friend on this. <laughs> I've decided. No, I don't know. Uh, clue four. A man is forced to come home to get some perspective. You're going to be so vexed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already vexed. You're going to be angry. Ding, ding. No, I'm blanking. Tell me. Put me out of my misery. Mogul Mowgli. No! <laughs> Holy shit. That's so stupid. Oh, man. Last thing is the process. This is where we get our guests to continue a story, build a story. Our first guest, Aisha Bywater, the casting director, set this out, set out the premise. Mm. We've had our subsequent guests um, take it to on a place that I don't even understand yeah. where we're at anymore yeah. it's insane all I can say do you know what to make it very succinct and short oh, okay or do you want we can't do all the backstory no I was gonna do it okay go on you do it you just you just like uh, correct me if I'm wrong okay go alright so make it this, short this is a a comedy sci-fi thriller short film <laughs> <laughs> right so we have three friends who are going to carnival it's the first time carnival's been since the pandemic Two of them are really excited because they're about to meet a guy that they've been speaking to on like a Tinder app. But they discover that they're both going to see the same guy. They come across a third friend who is also going to see the same guy. So they end up meeting this guy. They say, you know what? We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's see if he can explain himself when we get to Carnival. So they all go to Carnival. They're at Carnival, having a good time, etc, etc, etc. And then they're trying to get something out of him, but he's not budging. He doesn't even want to drink. They're like, why is he not drinking? You're at carnival, what's going on? So it gets to a point where, you know, everyone's a bit delirious and so on and so forth. And then they decide they're going to force him to drink. So maybe he can spill out the truth. They force drink down him. This is where this comedy turns a little bit sci-fi. <laughs> they force drink down him and then all of a sudden he starts to twitch and malfunction just twitching 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 you start to see sparks fly out of him like what the hell's going on this is not a real person it's a, it's a robot he glitches and then he's on the ground so it's now this glitching robot what happens when you put you mix electronics with water like what do you do <laughs> you can see the water with rice so two of the girls are like we're gonna go and get rice and peas we're gonna get all the rice and peas and pour it onto this dude so they go off and get rice and peas they come back the guy is gone <laughs> yes the guy is gone <laughs> With one of their girls. With one of their friends. This is insane. Yes. Where, where, where has he gone? Where has she gone? They're now looking around for him. However, they do spot something. He left behind, I guess, we'll say his shoulder. 
there is a logo on his shoulder. Well, probably would have been a tattoo. They recognize that the logo is also the logo of the sponsors of the carnival. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? So on their search to look for where their friend is and where he is, they're in carnival. They've consumed a lot. One of them needs to go pee. So they go to the bush. They go to a bush and then they start peeing. But then the bush starts to dissolve. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bush. So then they take a drink and they pour it uh, on 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 the bush, and then it literally is like cardboard. It dissolves, and then behind them is now a studio. Mm-hmm. So this is not a real thing. It's a studio. According to our last guest, Talisa Tixera, yes. the actress, she then said on this set, the people in ground control, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, the simulation's broken, and um, they're trying to fix it. And then you get this um, heavies with syringes. They come running after the girls, hit them with the syringes. They're knocked out. Then they wake up tied up. Jimmy Akinbola has now taken the story too. I'm blaming Jimmy for this. The fact oh, wow, that... Wow, this is everyone who's contributed to the story. Yeah, and he's keep going. Basically. I wonder why it's so fucked up. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just got wow. their own thing he's on take- it. So Jimmy has basically said that a drill... So basically, one of the people is about to drill them both to kill them both, maybe yeah. to turn them into robots. We don't know. Okay, there you go. But they are saved. They begin to hear some music. <laughs> Thames and Whiskey's essence. They begin to right. hear that, and out of nowhere, Thames appears. Thames starts to fight these people who are trying to drill the girls in some weird karate sequence, <laughs> and she she wins. She defeats them. How do they? That's the part they get. How do they end up back? <laughs> because basically, she Tem says she's got she's Wakanda vision, and then it goes dark. Tem says I am Wakanda vision, and it goes dark, and then they end up back, back at Carnival, back at the book where the bush was, with a draw. All that's left of that that moment is a spinning drill on the ground, spinning drill and on the this ground, and Tem's music is playing, playing in the background, in the background at Carnival. And this this is, is where you pick up the story, mate. That is the most crazy stuff. So wait, so just just so I've got this right, get it yeah. right. There's a Thames track. They're they're at Carnival. Carnival's yes. done. Okay, Carnival's still and, going and on. The two girls. Yeah. The robot guy's gone missing. With and the their other girl friend, with one of their best missing. friends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's just this is some crazy stuff. So right. anyway, I, I I love that Jimmy brought Thames into this. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, there's a clue in the song. I'm going to say it's the key is playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And um, they're trying to understand whether they have taken something and this is all one mad trip mm. or whether this is real. So, of course, they go searching for their friend. But also this logo that um, is everywhere is, you know, they're like, wait a minute, we need to we need to understand is, is, is this is a clue to how we discover whether what we've experienced is is just some mad mm-hmm. trip? They can't. They're calling their friend, and there's no answers. They follow this Thames tune. Um, yeah, the key. They follow this this tune, and they find uh, that it's coming from the sponsor's stand. Ooh. The sponsor. Within Carnival, I do not know why these people are here, <laughs> but but let's just say they are promoting um, a uh, a sort of the game, you know, the film, the game, like a game like experience. And when they return, the people at the stand say, "Welcome back. How was oh. your experience?" They didn't even know they signed up for this shit. Oh. So then. This story, this story does take a little bit of a dark turn. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking uh, the vanishing or the lady vanishes or that sort of right. thing. They're like, but our friend, does she have a name? A queer. A queer. Randomly. Okay. <laughs> our friend, a queer, also signed up for this. They're like, we don't have her name down here. Shit. So they're like, no, 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 no. We came to Carnival like we do every year. I don't know if this is like... It's fine. It's fine. Um, We need to find her. She exists. Look at our phone. Oh, no, no. We pre-programmed that. So what you two talked about quite a lot is, you know, having 
uh, another friend and we designed another friend for you. <gasps> She's not actually a real person. <gasps> At this point, they are like, can we believe these people? Mm. I don't know whether I should leave the story there or whether I've got I've, I've got a, another little twist Go. to throw in. Why not? So at this point, and, and what are these two women's names? Rachel, Rachel and Lydia. Shame, so Rachel and Lydia look at each other and there's a little bit of, hold on a minute, are you really my friend? <gasps> we don't know that this is also going on in their heads and they're too scared, freaked out to, to broach this. So let's just say Lydia says, I'm going to go Linda. this way and I'm going to look for a queer why don't you go that way and look for a queer? Lydia bops off. Rachel goes this way. She sees Thames. She's like, Thames, we need to chat. <laughs> At this point, this is showing my upset. I, I do love Thames, by the way. At this point, Free My Mind comes on. And I think it's called Free My Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Thames and Rachel are laughing to themselves like laughing to themselves like she's on it basically what we're left to believe at this point and I will stop because I don't know where to take it (laughs) they're in on it Uh, Lydia has gone off she's walking around not knowing what the fuck's going on Thames is like oh look I'm just going I'm about to (laughs) to do my thing (laughs) come with me she takes her to some VIP party thing Uh, who am I with? Rachel Rachel walks into the room. Aquia's there, sat back, <coughs> like, laughing it up, going da da da. Yeah, she sits down. They high five, and she's like, "How's Lydia getting on?" She doesn't know shit. And that's it. Then we're out. Thank you. That's brilliant. Thank you. That I was watched, wicked. I watched too much Westworld. Westworld. You're watching. I haven't gone back. I need to go back. I that I would have loved to have made and corrected. Yeah, there is there, no. There are moments where I'm like, "You lot are geniuses," yeah. and then there are moments where I'm like, mm, "That's my version." Yep. Yeah, right, So right. like, and it has to be that mix. The thing that I want to get involved with is yep. the thing that I can go. Da, 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 I'm with you on that because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bennett, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. This, this is why we wanted to talk to you. Was, you know, like, yeah, thank you. Thank you so. What's that on you? So I believe it's. Pisces, but okay. I might have got that wrong. So I'm the 20th of March, but I don't. I think so. This is so. I read once. So I'm. I'm. Mm. I was Cuspy, born I think. on the vernal equinox. Yes, mm. this is what I. And so, the real. Uh, what's it called? Um, astron astrology. Yeah. Yeah. Astronomy. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, dates change once in a while. Um, okay. So I have an Aries or a Pisces. To do, yeah, the thing I keep meaning to do is find out what that year and when the Vernal Excellence fell. I feel your water because I'm a Scorpio. I felt watery, so okay. I'm thinking I'm claiming you as a Pisces, I'm, so we I'm can bit, swim in the I'm water together. Wet. Well, I can't swim. <laughs> Thanks, Bennett. Thank you. That was Thank amazing. You, I really, really appreciate Thank you very much. Brilliant. You are now free to leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.